3: Hey, welcome! Welcome to Arms Room Radio. My name is Mike. I am the uh, the host of this program. Here, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time.
4: You sound a um, little funny.
3: Room... I, I, you know what? You, you mean like funny, like a haha, or funny like I'm a clown to you?
5: Yeah, uh, same thing. Same thing.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, listen. Uh, I am. I am on the road. Let me. Let me. I, I want to try this. I want to take this through. This first segment with you guys. I'm going to, folks, I'm going to explain everything to you where I am and what's going on. But let me tell you, on my right, about, uh, 600 miles to my right is the, uh, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl.
4: Dr. Corporate, approve memos! Lead a
3: workshop! Remember
5: birthdays! Ah, 600 miles. Huh? That's a couple of tanks of fuel.
3: It is, it is, it is. And then, uh, on on my left, about six hundred miles and four feet, is the, <laughs> the cr- courtroom assassin, the legal ninja. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell.
6: You're welcome, Michael.
3: <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, uh, folks. Uh, I, I'm on the road. I'm on the road. I've, I'm actually on the way to an event uh, in in, uh, in Kentucky, of all places. Uh, it's a it's a veterans. Uh, it's, it's, it's called USA Cares, uh, the Gala. It's their 15th annual event. It's one of our sponsors in the Kentucky area, uh, is one of the sponsors of the event. It's, uh, it's a big charity for helping military and military families and service members, uh, in their, in their time of need. So it's up here. I'm going to be visiting with a couple of our sponsors. am going to be visiting with, uh, some prospective stations. So folks, if you're listening, yeah. Public or excuse me, uh, program directors, general managers are going to be getting a knock on the door this week.
5: So you know, you know who it is. <laughs> Don't answer it. Don't answer it. <laughs>
3: um, but, I, but I, I got to say, listen, it's um, it's bittersweet not being in the studio. I, I I thoroughly enjoy.
5: <laughs>
4: yes, <answer>. it is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I thoroughly enjoy sitting in with these guys every week. These, you know, for the, for those that you, you figured out, you could listen to the program. We're we're good friends. The three of us are good friends on the show, and it's uh, you know. We move in and out of each other's lives depending on what's going on with our regular week and our work week, and we're at a point right now where we don't see each other as much as we used to. So, not seeing them this weekend is like, mm. you know, it's it's tough. But on the flip side, oh, I can't wait till this segment's over so I can sit back and listen to you guys because I love our program. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I, I really do.
5: Program. Uh, you know, and, and, we we were leaving in five minutes. <laughs> That's right. We we talked. <laughs> we looked at Tom and said, "It's all you, dude." <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> We're well, going to happy hour.
3: It's over and over. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. So, so I look, I look forward to uh, uh, the listening to the rest of the program. I'll, I'll check back in with you guys a, a little bit later on. But, uh, but let, let us get back to the show. How, how's your guys' week been? What's 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 been going on with this? Um, I
6: I've, I've yeah, been you, doing family been law injunctions. In law law? I, I, injunctions, family law injunctions. Um, okay, okay. <clears throat> when I when you bring an entourage. To an injunction, which a lot of people <laughs> do. They bring people to support them. Okay. When, when I go up to opposing counsel and I go, you know, I think I would like to have all those people in the room so they can hear what he's been doing. Oh. And he yeah. leaves oh. and comes back and goes, would you agree to a one-year stipulation? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have brought the whole classroom with you. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that turned out to be not such a good idea. Not Rout such rope. a good idea
5: no no we oh, don't want him in jail we want him out or we can get to him
6: <laughs> no it's not, not like right. that it's not I'm, i would not do anything no. sort of to someone like that at all but you know it'll be easier for the police to arrest him for the stuff he's done uh, yeah, if he's yeah. not at home <laughs> no you go ahead and stay at the new girlfriend's house she'll be sure to let them in to talk to you when they get there mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> oh awesome. A great job sir, a great job. Yeah, that's um injunctions are not fun. Family law is not fun. That's that's something that I uh, know I know you uh, it it's it's not just a job for you, it's not just the you know you, you know the the check. It's uh it, you know it's 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 internal for you also. It's you know you It's an adventure. You, you
5: deal
6: with it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. well, you know yeah. I don't really get a lot of cardiovascular exercise anymore. So <laughs> that's how I get my reps in. That's, how I get my reps in. <laughs> yeah. that's that's what raises your heart rate. That's right caffeine and injunction hearings.
5: I'm going to kill you.
6: Yeah, get in line. Get in line.
5: (laughs) Line forms to the left. That's right. No cuts. No. No, no, all the way to the back of the line. Yeah, yeah. All the way to
3: the back of the line. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some of you guys may want to compare notes there. You know, you save a little time, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
6: boy. Interview the the ones they're leading away with bandages on or they're on gurneys. Ask them. Maybe you should take from them what you shouldn't try.
5: (laughs) What didn't work good for you.
3: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, little lessons learned, little after action. You guys get together, figure this out. (laughs)
6: Save yourself some time. Should have attacked me like Apache all at once. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. one at a time like the Blackfeet. It was (laughs) a bad idea.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
6: Just do a little historical perspective, you know, look at some history And realize you don't come at me one at a time.
5: Oh no. I notice that in all the (laughs) movies and everything, you know, one good guy and a dozen bad guys. And they're all all the bad guys are lining up one at a time. Actually, there is a historical precedent
6: that's proven in basically Japanese martial arts that only three attackers are effective against a single opponent. Because if you come at them with blades, Mm -hmm. if they're more than three trying to attack you simultaneously, they get in each other's way. Oh yeah. And you Uh, can use them To defend yourself by pushing them into each other. That
5: that was something I learned in a a handgun class. I learned it from Jackie Chan. uh, (laughs) That was one thing the instructor said. If there's multiple attackers, you're moving off the X, but with intention of lining the attackers up behind each other. So, I mean, unless the one bad guy completely has no regard for the safety and well-being of his uh, other bad guy, Near down to to one attacker, uh, he well, went to demonstrate that against myself and a coworker of, or a uh, friend of mine that we had played paintball together quite frequently. And he didn't he didn't give us any warning, a heads up of hey, play it like this. So immediately he said, "All right, come at me." Well, me and my buddy we split as far as wide as the range would allow <laughs> us, and he's oh come on guys, you're making me look bad. I uh I carry an eighty eight magnum. Okay. So yeah. when I can get
6: people to line up like that, it's all, it's all quickly down under, kind of just, boom, I got all three of them. One
5: That's round. Right. One right. round. There, there you go.
3: There's a, and, and you know, same thing in law enforcement, you don't come at them all at once unless, well, you're you're not supposed to. You're supposed to, you know, put your cover guy, put your cuff guy, you know, put your secure guy, uh, except for Los Angeles. this actually, and this is, this is, this is truth. This is not for the laugh. This is not for the ha-ha. They call it the LAPD swarm technique. And that is, I don't care if two guys show up or 30 guys show up. Everybody does the dog pile on the rabbit. And the goal is everybody grab a body part and pull. They want you to pull like you're pulling the guy apart, like between two wagon trains. That's how they secure them with the LAPD swarm. They grab and everybody pulls. Figure if enough <laughs> people pull on the guy. You can't get to him.
6: Works so. with active shooters in high schools, too. <laughs>
3: yeah, true, true. Uh, Hey folks, listen, stick around. We got a lot more program coming up. Uh, Major Bill on the program, also Craig Deleuze from Firearms Policy Coalition, and I'm going to sign off for a little bit and let you let these guys take you through the show. You guys have a good show, and I'll talk to you in a bit.
7: This is no ordinary shotgun.
10: 454-7012. That's 425
2: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check
0: out Next Level Training and the CERT S-I-R-T Training Pistol at nextleveltraining.com.
6: Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Welcome to the Next Level Training segment of our program. Be sure to check out our friends at Next Level Training at nextleveltraining.com and get your very own CERT S-I-R-T Training Pistol. You can choose from the 110, which is the Glock look-alike, the 107 with the Smith & Wesson look-alike, or the pocket pistol. You can even get yourself an SIRT AR bolt, an AR bolt training rifle. You don't have time to get your reps in? This is how you get your reps in. 10,000 trigger pulls cost you one battery. (laughs) That's nextleveltraining.com, and be sure to mention you heard Arms Room Radio.
5: Might get you a discount. Earl, Yes. are you going to GRPC? I don't know. That is a very good answer. That is a, that is a, that, that, <laughs> I don't know if I want to risk it. That's behind enemy lines yeah, this the year. GRPC this year is in Chicago, Illinois. Ew. And
6: the reason we bring up GRPC is because we have several stories in the, uh, in the rotation, if
4: mm-hmm, you will, mm-hmm.
6: where the Second Amendment Foundation has been fighting for your gun rights all over the
5: planet yes that that and is and I a say planet because
6: uh, the some of the islands that are u s protectorates are not really somewhere you go a lot, no, but they we still litigate there um, it is going to be september twenty first twenty second and twenty third in Chicago, Illinois at the thirty third annual gun rights policy conference being held at the hyatt Regency o'Hare so Maybe because it's at the airport, we'll all have metal detectors and the bad guys won't be able to get to us either. <laughs> I don't know. I'm personally taking a fire truck with a pumper. Yeah. So I can use high pressure water. There Just,
5: you go. Yeah. It's, it's, and
6: none. a 12 foot aluminum ladder. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. Well, I might mm-hmm. touch him with a 12 foot aluminum ladder. Catch. Um, this is the once in a year chance to, uh, to network and speak to the insiders in the pro gun rights arena. Oh yeah. These are the guys that write, these are the guys that that draft legislation. These are the ones that that fund and hire and represent people whose rights have been trampled on to create case law that is reinforcing the second amendment's rights. Across the nation, unlike what California has apparently been trying to say, is that we have a constitutional right to use a carry a firearm or own a firearm as long as you don't carry it or use it here.
5: Yeah. Uh huh.
6: Um, you know, not not in not in California, not in the Ninth Circuit. Uh, this year, they'll be looking at issues like city gun bans, which is uh, a preemption issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be talking about smart guns. Uh, they'll be talking undoubtedly about. Guns you can make at home with your own three D printer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll talk about concealed carry. They'll talk about federal regulation and the issues of whether reciprocity nationwide will come about, okay. which is some of the indications of some of the case law coming out of the Ninth. That might end up happening. Legal actions that are taking place all over the country. Uh, gun show regulations.
5: Uh, Ooh, that, that 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 famous loophole. Yeah, the yeah, the the loophole. The, the non-existent the, thing. Yeah, the,
6: and and some of the The executive orders that have been issued by some of the governors, Uh specifically the one in Florida, uh, which destroyed his ratings completely when he put it in place. Um, And state and local activities, uh, very much like um, counties and, and municipalities passing ordinances that how you can store or not store your firearm, which brings us
5: yeah good segue, to, to good segue. The,
6: well you know i i like those little things with the two wheels you just gotta have a lot of balance <laughs> uh, never ridden one i want to try one i i well i don't want to try one because i'm afraid i'll get arrested for speeding <laughs> uh the the great fascist state of seattle
4: uh, um well, has wouldn't, wouldn't uh, has tried city uh
6: well you know it that was a euphemism oh, okay a okay, euphemism. okay you know you you say plethora I can say euphemism. Um, <laughs> it has been reported uh, as as of July nineteenth uh, through Brett Bart that uh, the mayor of Seattle has required gun owners to place their firearms in locked containers while inside their homes. Uh, the ordinance that he's put in place puts graduated levels of fines in place for gun owners who have their firearms accessed by criminals. Or minors. And you oh, you you follow me now? Yeah. So if your guns in your home, mm-hmm. and a criminal breaks into your home, mm-hmm. and steals it, right, and says it's not my fault, it was really easy to get to. Uh huh. You're responsible for whatever he did. Uh,
5: what about the criminal breaking into my home? Apparently,
6: that's not relevant. They have to make a living too. It's Seattle. Ugh. It's the Hey, hey, it's wealth redistribution. You're supposed to make it easy to break in their house. Just don't make it easy to steal your gun. No. Yeah. Um, well, the Second Amendment Foundation, our, our good friend Alec Gottlieb, is, uh, pushed that issue and says it's, it's legally unenforceable uh, because Washington State's preemption laws, which bars cities and municipalities from passing gun control, that goes beyond that of the state level. Uh, the filing that was filed by Second Amendment Foundation goes on to state that the state of Washington has exclusive rights to regulate the possession of firearms in Washington, and the cities may not enact local laws or regulations related to the possession of firearms. And, and they, they quote statute, uh-huh. uh, which never makes any difference to the city of Seattle. Yeah. Because they said, no, no, no. We're our own state. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which happened in Tennessee, I think, once the free state of Scott, where they seceded from the, the Confederacy. Went, no, we're not either. We're not on either one of your sides. We're we're going to be
5: our own state. Oh, okay. Um,
6: and see, well, I was young, but I remember. <laughs> um, you, the you city ha- of you Seattle
5: paper form while they were signing it. It was
6: parchment. <laughs> uh, the city of Seattle has ignored this clear rule of preemption, a rule which has been founded to found to have violated in the past. It, they they do this. Quite often in Chan v. the city of Seattle in 2011, they lost that one for doing the same thing. You think or or they'd very learn. much the same thing. Well, you know what? If you don't win, uh, lie, lie again. Ah, okay. Um, by purporting to regulate the manner in which Seattle citizens may possess firearms, the rule of preemption could not be clear. Um, wait a minute. Uh, you cannot pass statutory regulations that Supersede or or preempt state law. Okay. According to the plaintiff bringing this action for injunctive and declaratory relief, is asking the court to order that it would require the defendants to follow the law of Washington State, Ah. not the ones they want to make up.
5: Okay. Um, It's funny how so many. I'm going to generalize here. So many pro-gun litigation the people bringing the litigation simply want follow the laws on the books yeah you you
6: would think that uh, you're not allowed to break in people's houses okay and steal their stuff right and if you break in their house and steal their stuff you committed a crime yeah. and you can't hold them responsible right makes now, sense to me now if if I'm if I'm a drug addict okay and somebody breaks in my house and steals my weed uh-huh I don't get to call the police and go hey they broke my they stole my weed can I have my weed back <laughs> okay that's you know that's yeah that's why smart criminals rob drug dealers because yeah. there's nobody going to be you know what and what better solution to the problem
5: yeah uh-huh. you know
6: make it not profitable
5: but I, I think a lot of this falls under personal responsibility
6: but it does you know you i'm not one for saying you should leave guns laying around where minors can get at them oh definitely not definitely not and you should have your firearm secured from children it's mm-hmm. absolutely a necessity um as your children get older you should teach them to respect and use those firearms
5: exactly um,
6: the way i did it is i took mine out and made them shoot everything i owned
5: okay and then i made Will them you clean adopt it. me i've seen some of the stuff you own um...
6: no i'm not gonna adopt you <laughs> um and then i made him clean it again
5: uh oh yeah, and then okay, i made him clean yeah, it no, a third no, time no no i don't want.
6: and that. after that Firearms had no mystique <laughs> whatsoever. Was, Let's go shooting. They, no, they, they would have I friends over to the house and they would go, hey, your dad has firearms. Your, your dad's got guns. Uh-huh. Can we shoot them? Yeah, sure. But you have to clean them. Uh-huh. It, was, it was always the caveat. You have to clean them. And we, I would take their friends out and, and I would take their friends' parents with us so that they could watch mm-hmm. out this afternoon, yeah. go to the range and eyes and ears and shoot. And All right. Now, here's the fun part.
5: Yeah, I was attracted to belt fed machine guns until our mutual friend showed me how much work is involved in a belt fed machine gun. No thank you. Thanks for listening to Arms Room Radio. We'll see you after the break.
12: Want to
11: reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and stroke? Simple. Eat right. This is registered dietitian nutritionist Melissa Dobbins. A healthy diet can mean a healthier you. So eat a variety of proteins each week seafood, lean meat, poultry, beans, and nuts. Fill half your plate with fruits and vegetables at every meal. Choose foods that are lower in calories, fat, and sodium. Limit your alcohol and maintain a healthy weight. Let a registered dietitian nutritionist help you
12: achieve your goals. Find one near you at eatright.org. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches and that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America.
2: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the kel Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin.
6: This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Gun Tech USA For tactical excellence, check them out online at guntechusa.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A com
5: welcome back to arms room radio coming to you live live in a charge I feel, I feel live yeah yeah you, you look live from the keltech studios this is the gun tech usa segment of the program normally when he's here mike would have his latest conversation and story time of talking to the gun tech usa guys i think yes
6: the reason we haven't talked to them ourselves uh-huh. is because they've dug themselves down deep underground uh-huh. to
5: try to survive the heat. Yeah, yeah, dig down deep enough where it's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that it probably makes calms a little bit more caverns different.
6: kind of thing going on. Oh yeah,
5: be nice and cool down there. Yeah, nice
6: constant temperature and seventy-two degrees ambient. <laughs> yeah, because one hundred
5: and twenty in the shade. Ooh, no yeah, good. No, uh-uh. that's no good. Uh-uh. Speaking of heat and West Coast. We have on the line... The hottest guy I know. Yeah. (laughs) He's like a movie star. He he just came back from uh, enjoying his trip to the East Coast. You were out of town. He came in and was in studio with us live. Yeah. Craig, you with us? I am here. Yeah. Did you uh, you recover from jet lag yet?
13: Oh, you know what? I actually suffered no jet lag. It's beach lag that I was actually (laughs) suffering from. Um they're, they're, I just there's no beach here in Sacramento, so it's I, I, I've been oh. like fiending for some sand and ocean breeze.
5: <laughs> you, next we'll see him uh, buying some, uh, going to the local hardware store and buying some builder sand and then pouring it around the edge of the kiddie pool in the backyard, bringing uh, no, up the I, lawn I, chair. I'm
13: too cheap for that. I'm going to wait till winter time and start <laughs> like doing the sandbags for all the floods. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'd be just sitting on the side of the road and you can just go pick them up. <laughs> Just start, just
13: start picking them up. I'm saving this for
6: summer.
5: <laughs> Brings back some good memories.
6: Yeah, and some not so good memories. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Why are you putting sandbags in your garage? I'm expecting some problems next year.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> what kind of problems? Uh, what are you, writing a book? Hey, gain after you. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Speaking of being after somebody. Yes. Tell us about the ninth.
13: Well, you know, it, it's interesting. There have been actually a couple of interesting things have been happening in the Ninth, ninth, as I like to call it, the Ninth Circus Court of Schlemiels. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that, that, that's a good, good title. That it is.
13: Uh, in, the, in the last couple of weeks, we had actually three kind of in, very interesting things happen. The first was the Ninth Circuit actually upheld an injunction on the Standard Capacity magazine ban here in California. You guys may remember last year a judge basically said uh, uh, – basically uh, put in place a temporary injunction while he heard the case on the magazine ban simply because while while it is already prohibited for you to purchase them, uh, if you already had them, they were grandfathered in. Well, then there was legislation that passed Prop, uh, Prop 63 as well as legislation in the legislature that said it's now a crime to even own them, even if they were grandfathered in. Uh, so this injunction basically made it so that, and that, that law is supposed to already be in place. So that the injunction made it so that you wouldn't be a criminal if you still have it, because obviously, if there's a case going on, uh, if we wind up winning the case, right? Uh, well, does no really does no good if you've already gotten rid of your magazines. Okay. So that that was one thing that came out, and really, what it came down to was this: they they it was a narrow, really a narrow ruling in that they said, look, the the district judge didn't. He didn't abuse his power, number one, uh, but also his discretion. But number two, uh, obviously, you know, it really does no good in the case if you wind up, if everyone has to get rid of all their stuff and then we want, they wind up winning the case. That
6: well, that's why you really sent be. me all your mags in a box sealed and said, do not open till I tell you to. Right? <laughs> uh,
13: yeah, th- thanks for snitching me out, bro.
5: <laughs> hey, I didn't tell I you anything no, about no, what no. you sent me. I
6: I it doesn't have his name on it. It just says, it says... C's. <laughs> I'm supposed to just know what that means. Uh-huh.
13: Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Like, you're so. the only
6: guy I'm holding stuff for, really? <laughs> that's really. That's... Somebody, I had a judge ask so my, me the other day, Mr. Maxwell, how many firearms are you holding for other people? And I went, <laughs> less you, than 1,000. What, are you writing a book? And more than 100.
13: <laughs> it
6: it's, most are bigger than a bread box. I, well... Yeah, most of them are bigger than a bread box.
13: Uh, I'd like to spend some time in your gun safe. Or, and I'm anticipating it, gun it's safe. not a safe.
6: It's, it's a, a safe. room. It's a, it's, well, I'm actually adding <laughs> a new building. B- it's a very secure room. Oh, no, it is a secure <laughs> room. Yeah, there are things in there, if you pick them up, two stainless steel doors open on either side, and my oh. puppies come into the room, and my puppies <laughs> don't get fed all the time. Ooh. Yeah. Sometimes if I think there's going to be a weekend where people shouldn't be around i will just i will, I will limit their intake mm-hmm.
5: and then i'll increase
6: their intake by letting you go into gun rooms
13: <laughs> thank you i I know that I can feel safe around you in your home yes yeah. well well you would be you would be safe um. so that was anyway that was one case then uh uh also recently uh out of Hawaii you had uh, the uh, uh three judge panel basically uh Know, was it three judges panel? Yes. They yeah, basically said that uh, the right to uh, open carry in the state of Hawaii is a constitutional right.
5: Uh, wait a minute. It wait might... a minute. It, it, where? What circuit court is Hawaii in?
13: Oh, that would be the ninth.
5: Huh? See what ha- They're saying open carry is is legal. What happened was? Wait a minute.
6: Normally they drug their food. Okay. And apparently these guys missed that meal. Right. Oh. And so they weren't chemically impaired when they made the decision.
14: Usually, what happens
13: is for, for people for people who are unaware, uh, in the Ninth Circuit, a lot of times what will happen is, is they'll have three judge panels. So they don't have all twenty nine judges here. They don't even have an eleven judge panel. A lot of times it's just a three judge panel. And even though you know, only, really only I think eleven out of the twenty nine justices are are rep- appointed by Republicans. Every once in a while, you get a good draw. In this particular case, at the three-judge panel, you got all three judges were appointed by Republicans.
6: They looked at uh, each other in that room and went, "How'd we end up together? <laughs>
13: how'd, like, how'd this
6: happen?" <laughs> Somebody wasn't watching.
13: Well, but even with that, it was still a two-one decision. And uh, now, the interesting, the real interesting thing about it is, is that uh, keep in mind, this is the same circuit that basically said there is no right to conceal. There is no Right to conceal carry, and uh, if they had determined that there was no right to open carry, well, then the question for the Supreme Court would be would have been, well, then how exactly do you exercise your right to bear arms?
6: You don't. You can't conceal it's California carry. You
13: can't open carry. Yeah. The only thing you can do is is rule that there is no right to bear arms, or there's a right to bear arms, and you have to provide a method by which you can do that. So I'm guessing that uh, the, then what happens is when a three-judge is what happens with gun cases. If, uh, if the Second Amendment wins on a three-judge panel, it almost always winds up going on bunk, which means either 11 justices or the entire court, which is 29, uh, that's super en banc. Um, and then uh, usually then the Chief Justice uh, who's, by the way, it's supposed to be totally random, who actually oversees the proceedings, but for some reason it always seems to be the Chief Justice of the Ninth, who's incredibly anti-gun. They wind up overruling the three-judge panel. So I'm I'm guessing that what's going to wind up happening is that's what's going to happen. They're going to try to go on bunk, and then they're going to overrule the three-judge panel. And then it'll go to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court's going to have to decide... If there is, in fact, a right to to bear arms,
6: they're going to have to decide whether the Constitution applies inside the jurisdictional limits of the Ninth.
3: Hmm. And if they
6: say it doesn't, then I say we throw them out of the union. <laughs> Just, right, Get out. That, that, that might no be more f- what they're hoping. For. No more federal funding for you. All yes. you guys. You're done. Mm-hmm. You're done. Go go learn to speak North Korean. We're finished with you. Yeah.
13: Yeah, right. Um, anyway, having said, having said all that, uh, you're not getting rid of us that easily. I, I always say, you know, there's, these, there's this whole movement, left-wing movement called Cal Exit, where they're like, we want to leave the United States of America since Donald Trump is president. And I keep hearing people say, no, no, we can't do that. Oh, these conservatives, we need to fight that. and I keep saying, no, 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 here's what we need to do. We need to let it happen. And then once California has exited the United States then we as Americans stage an uprising and we leave the state of California and go back to the United States because what are they going to do? We have all the guns.
6: Yeah. They're going to learn to speak Korean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kim Jong-un is going to come over and go, I'll take care happen. of this place.
13: It's not a mm-hmm, problem. Mm-hmm. Korean or Mandarin? One of the two.
6: No, the Chinese got more sense than do that they won't do it themselves
5: <laughs> you're listening to arms and radio thanks Craig we'll be back after a minute
2: Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys and the Celtech Studios.
5: Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Celtech Studios. This is the Hometown Heroes Alliance segment of the program dedicated to helping injured and wounded heroes and the families of fallen heroes. Through adventures, compassion, and care, check them out and get involved and make a donation today at hometownheroesalliance.org. That's hometownheroesalliance.org. Earl, uh, we have uh, we have a caller on the line. Yes, we do. We can't get rid of him. No, he's like uh, a fungus. Uh huh. Like a bad penny, keeps turning up.
3: Oh uh, hey, thanks guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, what what kind of ammo should I put in a three eighty?
5: Three eighty. Three eighty.
3: Oh, Okay, thank you. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Uh, hey, hey, guys, uh, thank you, thank you for letting me back on the program. This is uh, this is your your friend Mike. Um, hey, I got a question for you. When you you and uh, you and uh, Craig were just talking about the, what was going on in the Ninth Circuit, I have a procedural question and uh, uh, maybe. Oh, he's going to get serious
6: on me now. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah,
3: <laughs> a, 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 a tactical, a legal tactical question. Uh, currently, what's going on there in the Ninth Circuit? Which, which you've got out of, out of Hawaii. Uh, the Mr. Young case from uh, 2011. And I think that started with, uh, you know, nobody's issued a, a concealed weapons permit out there in, you know, over 10 years. This guy got denied twice. Uh, and then that's what the, 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 the three judge panel
6: said. Well, he,
3: oh, they he said, they said, OK, he, if he, you go ahead, go ahead.
6: Sir. He filed suit to get a concealed weapons yeah. permit and he right. got denied. He lost that lawsuit. OK, so then he right. filed right. to get an open carry. Mm hmm. Right. And he lost that, and then this went up on that appeal. This third three panel, three judge panel, three judge panel remanded it back to the trial court with with direction that basically said, "Figure this out." You, you have to have some means by which an individual can get a license to carry a firearm. To get there, there can be some licensing scheme in place. But there has to be a channel by which they can get a firearm and their right to carry it. And it can't be, because right now it's it's a, you have to show a special need. Well, the special need is uh, you have to be active law enforcement and you have to yes, be undercover right. and you have to be engaged in a firefight at that moment when you apply for the license.
4: Huh? Right. Which uh, is
3: ridiculous in, in Hawaii because you've got you 100,000 or more Soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines that are there defending our country during the daytime. Yet when they leave the gate, they're they, they're not allowed to f- defend themselves or their family. It's it's absolutely a ridiculous double standard that the state has. Out there I, I would go so
6: far as to say that if 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 Hawaii were invaded, those people would be arrested if they tried to use the firearms to repel invaders. Yeah. If they right. weren't doing it during business hours.
4: <laughs>
3: right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, yeah. So what this came down to was the way I read it was. Like you said, they went through the, the concealed, then they went through the open. And they came back, and, and it was, uh, what was the judge's name? Oh, Sc- uh, Scanlon, Judge Scanlon said, and he volunteered this. He didn't put, you know, this wasn't a request. He put this in his, uh, in his affirmation there. and Dicta. said, Yes, yes. And, and, and he said, listen, you can deny concealed carry if you want to. But then by, by reason of denying concealed carry, you're saying open carry is legal because you have to give them one method or the other. To, to defend themselves.
6: You have to give them an alternative channel for lawful public carry. It made clear, Correct. however, that the access to the right cannot be limited to a small, insulated subset, but must include, as a rule, a typical law-abiding citizen. Right, and right, that Now, here's... Go ahead.
3: Go ahead. Here's my tactics question. Okay, okay I'm as, ready. As Craig DeLuz said, Craig DeLuz there from Firearms Policy Coalition said, he said... Now let's say this goes to the full the full court, the full ninth circuit and they get anywhere from eleven to twenty nine judges in there. And anticipate that being overturned. Now, if they if that gets overturned, we know that the next step, you know, through Second Amendment Foundation or, you know, NRA, whoever it happens to be, the organization out there in Hawaii that, that had the original appeal, that goes to Supreme Court. I think that's a horrible tactical move on their part. If 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 they go to the Supreme Court by the time this gets there, Kavanaugh's on that court. And now you've got the entire Supreme Court saying, we're well, not the entire Supreme Court, we have the Supreme Court saying this applies to the entire nation now. Open carry or concealed carry must be allowed and it shall issue.
6: And that's why I we brought know. up at the beginning of the show, this might result in national reciprocity.
3: Right. Now, I don't know, do they do that? Remember Wren versus D.C. Wren versus D.C. said it has to be shall issue. And rather than them appealing that, remember, all the other blue states said to D.C., do not appeal this, because if you appeal this and D.C. loses, that means it applies to the nation. All the other blue states convinced them not to do it. I think maybe the other blue states, California, Washington, New York, uh, you know and the likes of New Jersey, they say to Hawaii, don't do this. Don't appeal it.
6: And they very well may, because better to give them a little... Than to lose correct. the entire battle, correct. You, you you could, the the anti-gun left could lose the entire conflict, correct. If they push this, and this could be the decisive battle, and yes. you don't want this to be the decisive battle. Sometimes in a conflict, when you know you're going to the the pan, you could win the whole war, or you could not win the whole war. If you're not going to win the whole war with this battle, and you may lose this battle, step back, tactically retreat, give some ground, let them have what they are getting, give it up, rather than risk your entire force to a foolhardy plan. And yes. the problem is, is that the anti-gun left doesn't think like a commanding officer in charge of a unit that has to you know what, I, I would rather we leave and keep our armor than just donate yeah. tanks to these shells. I, right, I don't think right. I want to do that. I don't think I want to just... Now, orders are orders. You know, if Bloomberg comes down and says, I don't care what it costs, fight it. They'll fight it. Because Bloomberg right. doesn't care if he
5: loses or not. They'll yeah, just start that, over that's again. That's just another few hundred million. They'll just that? start over again.
4: Right.
3: And, and listen, and he's always going to be protected by guns. So what does he care? He doesn't. You know, it it, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter to him. But, but I think with... With them losing in California, they've lost a the magazine ban. They've lost. They've lost this now in Hawaii. I think this is two cases. They're sitting back right now, hearing from all these other states, going, "What do we do? I mean, what what do we do? Uh, you know, because if we if we go forward right now and we lose both of these, I mean, you know, that's that's uh, that's the that's the whole enchilada.
6: It could you know, very they're, well they're be done. It, it could well be, unless the court tries to find a way to. Marginalize it, equivocate. M- you know, give them something that isn't national reciprocity, and say, right. "We're saying that this means that Hawaii and those states in the ninth, Alaska, Washington Alaska. State, Arizona. You know, the the yeah, the, the northwest yep, yep. corner of the United States. Um, right. They." have to give either open carry rights or concealed carry rights. And the right thing for them to do, the wise tactical thing to do, would be give up on concealed carry rights. Let the citizens carry concealed. Because if you don't do that, it'll end up as national reciprocity. And the court could say, we're saying that you have the right to bear arms under a regulated licensing procedure in these states, and they have to come up with a procedure, and it can't be an illusion. It has to be real, right. not like yeah, Washington, D.C. DC yeah. that says yeah. if you're actively yeah. involved yeah. in receiving or being the victim of a rape, you can apply right. for a license to carry a firearm, but you actually have to be being raped at that moment. You right. can't right. have been raped, and you can't be threatened to be raped. It has to be an active crime. You're being murdered now, not you. somebody tried to murder you, and they're going to murder you again in the future. Give well, them that now.
3: Exaggerating. That was, that was, that was, that was Kathy, uh, Kathy no, no, I, I wasn't
6: exaggerating. Did. That's exactly yeah. what she yeah. did. She denied yeah. people yeah. because they weren't in the, in the, they weren't actively the victim of a crime at the moment they filed the application. Correct. Um, Correct. And that was her logic. Well, you don't need it. Yep. You're not a victim. Now you were a victim right. two hours ago and you're right. going to be a victim again in another hour, but you're not a victim right now. So send the police home with her. If you give that up now, you stem your potential losses. You control what the downside of your loss as the anti-gun left is. If you don't do that, if you don't concede, or if the court says yep.
5: it's all or nothing, let's hope yeah, they're foolhardy there's and push pushing.
3: Yeah. yeah. There's some blue states shaking in their boots. That's it. Um, I, I hope they're not uh, listening
5: hey folks,
1: to,
3: listen. to us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us the first hour of the show. Uh, Until next hour, please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly.
6: If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember,
5: keep your head on a swivel.
7: Maybe you'll get past the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second, it takes for innovation to ignite performance. It'll make you a believer. The Kel-Tec RDB. The bullpup done right. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at kel
6: I'm better looking. Mike, two point oh. What? what? No. <laughs> not even that. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the caltech Studios, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is not Mike. Yeah, I am not be, the driver of the Winnebago. That the would Winnebago be very is about six hundred miles from here. <laughs> <laughs> he took the Winnebago on a road trip to my front left. Is the great, 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 great grandson of <laughs> Daniel Boone. His name is Earl.
5: <laughs> He's counting on his fingers.
6: Hey, you know what? I, I don't Dr. have that cake. We march birthday. slow. 66 <laughs> steps per minute. You we know, march slow. It's not like you um, army guys. Uh, uh,
5: uh, what do you mean, you army guys? There ain't nobody here in the army. Well, You're an army one. Well, technically, I was. Yeah. But yeah you were. Just on paper
6: paper army (laughs) you i fight paper tigers accounts too (laughs) my name is kevin uh i'm the legal ninja and someday if you're all very nice i will tell you how i got that name
5: oh can't can't miss this all right i don't know what that sound is you can thank yourself for it thank thank me
6: (laughs) thank me hey listen I want to make sure that uh, all of you are getting the training you need. If you carry concealed, I want you to sit back and think about when the last time you took a training class was. And I want you to think about whether that training class was with a professional instructor. Uh, I have learned in the last uh, three weeks, based on the examination of 15,000 gunfights, that the average gunfight lasts three seconds. Three seconds. Wow. Uh, Almost every time. Mm-hmm. the guy who got led on meat first won. yeah i i, I uh, could see there, that there's a there's a an event called fibs fibs yeah fudge i've been shot and it usually results in breaking of contact the bad guy <laughs> runs away um he's and, probably not saying fudge yeah uh, well you know it's family right yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. um uh, there's a there's a fibza fudge i'm being shot at has a very much the same effect uh <laughs> you run away yeah, yeah. Can you draw and fire accurately on target in less than two seconds, Earl? I'm going to say no. Well, that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to get that kind of proficiency, mm-hmm. I would suggest you find a training system. Uh, you can go to the Combatant out of Atlanta. If mm-hmm. you can't find somebody to teach you how to do that, call us at Arms Room Radio, and we will help you find a trainer in your area. But here in in the greater Orlando area, Central Florida, Tower Guns in Training has a staff of professional trainers. You can reach them at 407-543-8249 or towerguns.com, and they will get you set up for two-hour training classes starting as low as
5: $65. And if you're unlucky enough, Kevin or myself might be in the class next to you. That's very unlucky.
4: (laughs) That's very unlucky.
5: (laughs) (laughs) If you're not ready, this is how you can get ready.
6: Mm -hmm. So if you're not ready, call Tower Guns, 407-543-8249, and mention Arms Room Radio, and you might be able to get yourself
5: a discount. And if you're not in the Central Florida area, if you're anywhere within the sound of our voice, get professional training. That is one of the best things you can do for yourself. There's a difference between practice Mm -hmm. and training. Yes, Yes, Training is when you
6: learn a new technique. Practice it, and you become proficient at it. Once you become proficient at it, then you move on to another mm-hmm. training. You need to learn another technique. Um, another tool for the toolbox. right. You can never have enough tools in your toolbox. No. Uh, so that's my suggestion right now. Uh, I've heard a rumor that we may have a
5: special guest
6: in
5: uh, this segment.
6: Yeah? Yes, very, very special guest.
5: Uh, are, are we talking... Good special or short bus special? I'm not going to answer that question in case he's listening. <laughs> he, uh, he, he can That's why I said it. Maybe he, he is t- listening. He can sometimes
6: be a little short short bus special, um, <laughs> <laughs> depending on whether he's on his own porch or not. Um, I, I wanted to, to talk to you briefly, uh, Earl. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you ever had a 3D gun?
5: I think all my guns are 3D. No, no. I can wrap my hands around them.
6: A a gun printed on a
5: 3D printer. Oh, no.
6: I I have not seen one of these either. I've I've never had one. But apparently our friends at the Second Amendment Foundation have reached a settlement agreement with the United States government that are going to stop preventing uh, the publication of the 3D
5: printing blueprints.
6: Okay, the, the
5: the programs used in the 3D right. printers,
6: so that the Defense Distributed uh, is is offering these 3D images. Okay, uh, in a format called the Liberator, and the Department of State has settled with Cody Wilson's Defense Distributors, distributed, uh, and the anti-gun lobby has lost its mind. Apparently, uh, Senator Bill Nelson here in Florida likened it to allowing. Uh, 3d printed images of bombs and his argument uh, was well it's still an explosion and I, I guess his staff probably sat him down and went
5: no no it no, no,
6: no it's no, a, no. It's, that's not it's not the same thing
5: that would be interesting though 3d printed ammunition hmm i, nah, I, I don't think so. i don't think you can do a chemical composition that way
6: remember uh, ammunition is a chemical composition i know at best, you could do the casing and the projectile. But, but imagine if you could have a caseless cartridge, hmm. no brass. Interesting. Yeah. That I actually spoke to a manufacturer recently about, you know, you really need to figure that out. <laughs> you need to, and he goes, well, how do I, what, how do I eject the primer? I said, okay, well, that's, that's, that's it. Go figure it out. Yeah. What, have I got to do everything? That's why you're the engineer. Why have I got to do everything? I've got a, I, now what do you want me to do In invent time travel for you (laughs) too? come on? Uh, according to Brett Barton on July 10th, 2018, uh, they reported the department of state settled with defense distributed, uh, and it was secured via the suite, the suit, uh, that was initiated by the second amendment foundation to allow them to share the 3d print files, uh, on the internet, uh, that means that if you want to go spend the many, 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 many thousands of dollars necessary to buy a three D printer mm-hmm. and the materials to go in a three D printer, you could go three D print your own firearm.
5: Nice. Does it say what kind of firearm?
6: I don't believe, I mean I don't believe it indicated well, it's a liberator. I don't know what the liberator looks like. Okay. I know what the old liberator looks like. It's a single shot forty five. Made out of pressed sheet steel. And yeah, uh, you helped pass some and, of those out. And what I was in the plane throwing them out the back. That's not the what same. What did I thing. say?
5: You helped pass those and, out. And I
6: wouldn't go that far.
5: <laughs> so that
6: could be very interesting. It could be very interesting. I don't think it's going to be a problem, but it could
9: be very
5: interesting. You're listening to Arms and Radio. We'll be back in a few minutes. Herp, herp, herp.
8: when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle, maybe for hunting or home protection? There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an Arms Room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the Arms Room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your Arms Room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop ArmsRoom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's ArmsRoom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of
10: Rights, not the Bill of Needs.
6: No, you do it. I'm you not do doing it. it. I'm not doing it. I've done the last two. You do it. Welcome back to Arms Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. See, it's not that hard. It didn't, I didn't say it was hard. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> we have on the line an extra special guest.
5: Yeah, real special.
6: Bless his heart. <laughs> Mark.
5: That's your cue. You know...
14: Bless, bless your heart. That is not a term of endearment, South. America. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, let me make this very clear, though. I'm in Georgia, and where you're located, you are you're in the only state in the country that you have to drive to me north to get to the South. So I'll leave it at that.
6: Okay, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> How you, you doing, man? I'm good. That. How about you, ladies and gentlemen? Mark Walters. Oh, I'm doing
14: wonderful. Bless your heart. <laughs> I,
6: t- I warned Earl i was going to do that to you Say, watch what he does when i, yeah, say this. I said yeah, did knows- you just call me developmentally delayed he knows what that means
14: <laughs> yeah i know what that means i say it all the time
6: <laughs> but not about me
14: shannon watts bless her heart
6: <laughs> oh yeah
5: yeah very much
14: <laughs> yeah i get it believe me i get it how you guys doing everything good yeah. yeah
5: we're having fun the mice are playing the cat's away
14: yeah, I know. The cat stopped up in my neck of the woods on oh, the way up to play. So
5: He came by and bugged you, huh?
14: Yeah, he did. but he didn't he didn't get to the ranch until about three thirty in the morning, so that went over real well. Uh,
5: you uh, answered the door? Sorry.
14: Yeah, I actually did. I I actually did. Yeah. I had Sucker. Yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting. I, I heard a noise outside. I walked outside and there he was on my front porch smoking a cigar. I thought, What
4: the <laughs> going on here?
5: Yeah, he's like that. He'll just make his make himself at home anyway. Right. If he don't, you don't answer the door. He'll just camp out.
4: Yeah, that, that's
5: okay. Where's all my lawn furniture?
6: He
14: he was. Who put that? What, what what is that? A one of those yard things we call those things? Those little Your, yard things? Those little.
5: Well, a little garden. do they
14: called the garden gnomes. Yeah, he's like a yard gnome. He's a porch gnome. Yeah,
5: yeah he's, he's yeah, a he's, roaming he's, gnome.
6: No, he he. There's another word for porch thing that he is. Yeah, yeah.
14: It's, Oh, bless his
6: heart! Bless his head. You know what? You couldn't bless his heart enough.
5: <laughs> and the great thing about all this, term of he's it listening. Here. Oh yeah, he hears every word of this.
6: He's <laughs> pounding the steering wheel.
14: Shut up! Come on, I don't God. know what, what that means. Case, really, honest to God, bless his
6: heart. <laughs> What's going on in your world?
14: Oh, man, what a what a couple weeks it's been, huh? When you're talking about the right to keep and bear arms, everything going on, you've got some great news out of the Ninth Circus that we know is going to be overturned and bonk, or is it, Kevin? I, I really want to talk with you about that.
6: I I, I hope they that, that the anti-gun left fights it and hard and wins so we end up in front of the Supreme. What I don't want them to well, do that- is I don't want them to fight it with the intention of losing on purpose so that it looks like they fought it. They collect a lot of money, mm-hmm. but they intentionally tanked it so they can give a little ground, but not end up with a possibility of losing the whole
2: war.
14: I, I don't, I don't know that they would play that game only because of what their ultimate end game is. You know, I, look, I, I like this. I liken this to the red VDC case, of course, but it's opposite. We won the red VDC case, which, for a listener, unless you, you know, just in a nutshell, that was wiping out the good cause requirement in Washington D.C. Right? Would we have liked to have lost that so we could appeal that for cert- at Supreme Court? You never want to lose. It's you'll always take a victory, Kevin. As you know, we want we want a great victory. But that victory was kind of a double-edged sword. It didn't allow us to go to the Supreme Court where we got it, where we wanted to go. Particularly in light of the fact that the Supreme Court refused to hear the Peruta case, which we were all hopeful they would take, and they should have taken. And that, of course, resulted in a scathing, quote-unquote, dissent, right from uh, from uh, Gorsuch and from uh, Thomas. And we were pleased to see that this young case, Hawaii case, now very similar to Peruta three-gun, you know, I say three-gun judge panel at the, uh, uh, at the uh, Ninth Circuit, and now Hawaii's got a decision to make. We know what happened in Ren v. D.C. Every anti-gun uh, blue state attorneys general and every anti-gun blue state governor begged Washington, D.C. not to seek cert at the Supreme Court because they knew they were going to lose that case. That's because the opinion that was so well written in the Ren D.C., the, the majority opinion. Now let's fast forward to Young. Young, they've got to know, the state of Hawaii has got to know what happened. Somebody's got to be whispering in their ear. It's very similar to Ren. Look, if you guys take this to the next level, the, the, the Ninth Circuit in Bonk is going to overturn this. You know that. You're going to win. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have company. You're going to have, you know, company of the Second Amendment Foundation and others are going to pop right in there and help these guys seek cert. You're going to get amicus briefs all over the country from every organization out there, and they're going to be solid. And with a new justice on that Supreme Court, you got a problem on your hand. Every single one of these other states' gun control laws are built on a house of cards, Kevin. So, I mean, I, I really don't know what they're going to do. I, I think your option is plausible because we never know what the anti-gun left is going to do. But they just might be stupid enough to do what you said, and that's to bite. And I would love to see them bite because I know we can win this at the Supreme Court.
6: Well, you know... When you really want to get in a fight with somebody, you bait them a little bit. And uh, if 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 the grassroots starts pushing Hawaii to do something about it, they may, as a knee jerk reaction, go fight it and fight it hard. And fighting it hard and losing may feed into or winning actually may feed into the long term strategy. Of of the gun rights, right coalitions to to get in front of the court because the only way that you can make that Hawaiian decision a, a loser for the gun rights is to rule that no one living in the Ninth Circuit has the rights under the Second Amendment.
14: Exactly, you're talking about seven states, I believe, in the Ninth Circuit. Yeah, it's it's a, that's exactly what would have to happen. And right now, what that three-judge panel said was, no, the Constitution and the Second Amendment are clear. There's a right to bear arms. See, we overlooked the fact that the Ninth Circus, in, that, in the en in the banc ruling, and I know to, to the listener you might – I'll let Kevin explain it in, in greater detail from legalese standpoint, but the en banc panel went a step further in the Peruta case and made it clear – because they wanted to make a political statement that the Second Amendment does not guarantee concealed carry. They were not asked to do that in the case. It wasn't part of the complaint. It wasn't part of anything.
5: But right, it was just
6: dicta. Went ahead and did it, that. It was, it was just dicta. It was It was language that was added to the opinion for clarification, and it basically laid out what it is that you need to do to fix what it is you're trying to accomplish. And judges well, do that all the time. They'll...
14: Corner with it. They they painted themselves in the corner with it, brother. Yeah, they did. Because now, in light of the young, now they've got a problem. And I, I have a real, I have a, a deep-seated belief that O. Scanlon, and I've read a couple of his opinions in the past. He's been very friendly to gun rights, not just on this case, but he was also friendly to gun rights on Peruta, if I'm not mistaken. But O. Scanlon, I, I I think, knew that, and that's why the decision was as firm as it was on that three-judge panel, much like it was in Peruta. The Peruna was strong enough for the Supreme Court. We don't know why. They never tell us why they don't take those cases. But in this particular case, when it is now crystal clear that the right to carry is on the line anywhere based on the can't, can't open carry and you can't conceal carry, therefore you've effectively wiped out the right to keep and bear arms anywhere outside the home, which is what I think uh, I think Hawaii was trying to say. But the Ninth Circuit en banc panel in Peruda killed them, and I don't think they were thinking that far ahead. So this, you're right. This is a clear-cut victory for gun owners, and you're right. The only way that this can be lost, I don't know how it can be lost, frankly, unless the Supreme Court were to refuse to hear it. But if Kavanaugh is confirmed, which I believe he will be, then I think this is a clear-cut winner. I think this wins an Emmy.
6: I don't think that there's a way that the Supreme Court can refuse to hear that case if Hawaii wins and it says no one in the ninth can carry a firearm. Because I think it, I think it, I think it is such an outrageous restriction on a constitutional right that the Supreme Court won't have a choice as a matter of great public importance to address the issue. I don't think they'll have. I, a choice. I believe
14: you're absolutely correct, and I think what they'll do if you go back and look at Kavanaugh's decision, his or his dissent in Heller Two, it is so beautifully written, it is so strongly worded, and the opinion is so clear that it has the Atlanta Journal Constitution today, today, petrified and talking about why Kavanaugh cannot be part of the uh, part of the court.
6: I guess they'll scale it. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to Arms Room Radio. We'll be back in a few moments after the break.
4: 40 kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the uso to go program, with all of the above and more selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged, and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people. People just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO. Until everyone comes home.
12: First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's gonna happen next? And how long am I gonna be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me. And it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time.
11: It's pouring rain, it's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp, this is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever gonna have my title, US Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking I'm so close, I'm so close
2: The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio
5: is proudly brought to you by maxlaworlando.com. Army Sergeant James A. McHale died July thirtieth, two 2008, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. McHale, 31, of Fairfield, Mon- Montana, was assigned to the 40th Engineer Battalion, 2nd Brigade Combat Team, 1st Armored Division. Baumholder Germany he died at National Naval Medical Center Bethesda Maryland from wounds sustained July 22nd in Taji Iraq when his vehicle encountered an improvised explosive device serving his second tour in Iraq McHale was scheduled to return home to the States in February but he chose to stay McHale was awarded a bronze star for bravery and the Purple Heart for being injured in the line of duty Army Sergeant James A. McHale, you are not forgotten.
6: If you have any legal issue whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179, or you can reach me almost any time at maxlaworlando.com.
5: Thank you for sponsoring
6: that, Kevin. Very as well. always. I believe we have on the line
4: control to Major the Bill. chief
6: law enforcement Office officer of Arms and Radio.
2: Control to Major Bill.
1: Hey guys, how are y'all doing today? Without Mike being there.
5: Oh, we're doing yeah. fantastic. How do you usually do when Mike's not there? <laughs>
1: oh well, like you said, while well, the cat's away, the mice
5: play. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you got for us this week, Bill?
1: Well, you know, it. This is kind of one of those stories I've been following for the last uh, since it came out a little over a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, up there in in, uh, in Jasper, Alabama, uh, we had uh, some issues raised up where four officers on the uh, on the department's drug enforcement uh, team were suspended uh, for two weeks without pay uh, when they uh, a photo appeared. Uh, with some of them playing the, as, as you know, the circle game. And if anybody loves
5: ah.
1: we know that our beloved leader, Mike.
5: Oh, yes. The circle game. Oh, yes. Uh, there, there's probably well, a few photos around of him doing that.
6: Yeah. Yeah, and that's not a, that's not, I've known him for a minute, and you've known him for like <laughs> 10 minutes. Um, He's not a, he's not a white power guy. He's not a. No, uh, yeah.
1: but, but the mayor up there. Uh, up there in Jasper, said that uh, it was brought to his attention that the hand gesture is associated with uh, various white supremacist uh, movements. And this was an official photo, uh, appeared in the uh, Daily Mountain Eagle newspaper, uh, which in every, anybody doesn't know what the circle game is. I mean, it's, it's, you make the okay gesture uh, with your hand, but it's pointed down and it's it's close to your crotch. You know, it's, it's one of those, hey, why are you looking at my crotch?
5: Yeah, why would you? you, know, m- uh, I, I made, you yeah, made you look. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That's 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 ultimately that's what it is. Made, you, made look. you look
1: right. Well, the mayor up there, David O'Mary, uh, was concerned uh, because it was first raised by citizens. Uh, but you know, they, they went up there and talked to a bunch of other citizens up there in Jasper, and, and uh, everybody said that no, this it's this is a game. It's a child's game, uh, and it was just it's it's a prank. And but needless to say, uh, you know. The, the mayor was very strong about this, said that this is contradictory to how we run our city, and it's not our mindset, it's not the way we do things, and they use poor judgment. So a use of poor judgment, uh, well, you know, they get suspended for two weeks. Okay, it's not like they went out there and improperly displayed a firearm. Uh, it's not, you know, that that they engaged in some sort of activity uh, that would warrant such a harsh punishment, especially when you have other members of the same Thing of society saying that no, it's, this is a kid's game. What's what's the problem? You know, is it in bad taste? Should they have done that in official photo? No, they shouldn't have. It's, it's it's juvenile, and you know, as a law enforcement administrator, it's one of those where you call these guys in. Uh, you know, you, you give them, you know, a, a, you know, five to ten minutes of wall to wall counseling, and tell them <laughs> don't do it again. Uh, we call that getting but, called on
6: the carpet. That's <laughs> what well you know, we used to call We stand before the man.
1: Yeah. it's You know, I, I mean, I've brought officers in. I've told them, you know, they get the union reps here. Look, this is going to be a one way conversation. You're going to sit here and listen to what I have to say. And if you don't like it, then you can file a complaint. We'll make it official. Uh, but, you know, you'd rather take the you know the five or 10 minutes of, of the, the verbal tongue lashing uh, and know that it's said and done and you don't go out there and do something stupid again. Uh, but what really caught me on this article is that the mayor said, well, I went and discussed this with Two African American officers that are on the command staff in the department, and they agreed that this was a fit punishment. Okay. Well, what would happen if you had two black officers, you know, did the, you know, the, the black power, you know, fist salute? Then then what would, are, are they going to get the yeah. same punishment, or is, is that something that's going to be overlooked?
5: Is he going to consult any white officers on that?
1: Exactly. So, you know, I, I, I don't think this is a, uh, the, the punishment does not fit the crime if we really have a, a, a crime here. Uh, and even the Anti-Defamation League. I mean, you want, you want to talk about, you know, a, a, a liberal, uh, they're going to go after anything. You know, the Anti-Defamation League, which their job is to track hate groups. That's what they do. They track hate groups. They track hate speech. Has said that the OK gesture is not necessarily linked to any type of white supremacist movement. Uh, so, you know, are, are we doing this just to be politically correct? And to appease, you know, a small faction of people, eh, well, I think he's more concerned about getting reelected than uh, you know doing the right thing about the people that work for him.
5: Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. He's he's preemptively covering his own butt. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you I,
1: know, like I said, it, it's it's it, this is I think it's it's way too over the top, uh, and when you have have something like this, it could have been handled in a better way. I think he handled it uh, very poorly.
5: Yeah, I, I, this is, this is something that, I mean, out of the entire group of us, I'm the only true, what I'm going to say, civilian in the group. I know officers deal with potentially life and death situations daily every time they clock in. And this is a, yeah, I'm going to label it. It's a childish release it's and, a you know, shenanigans, it's, it's, you know, bringing levity to, to a shenanigan. situation. Was it poor taste, improper? Potentially, like you know, I, I will defer to your judgment as, as you have stated, a law enforcement administrator, but as a Joe citizen, this does not phase me in the the least. I have no no doubt in any of these officers' uh responsibilities or you know their their commitment to the job. They're having fun. Yeah, it's it it is one of those
1: things and you know you gotta you gotta have a, a way to blow off steam. Yeah. And, You know, should they have done it in an official photo again? No. Yeah. And if you know that this is going to go into a newspaper, it's going to be public. You don't do something like that. But I understand, or I can understand, you know, the the, the situation behind it and why they did. Okay, we're going to play a game. Ha ha ha! Uh, but you know, for for it to go this far, the, it, this is just way outside the, the boundaries of of how this should have been handled. Yeah. And again, this is one of the things. You, this, this is coming from the mayor. Haven't heard anything what the what the chief said.
6: Well, i got a question for you, Bill. Something has yeah. happens in Jasper. they got an active shooter. They call these guys. You think they're going to say, sorry, I can't come in? I'm on suspension for two weeks? Or you think they're going to no. grab their bag and their rifle, jump in their car, and show up?
1: Exactly that. They're going to roll out. Uh, they're, they're not going to say, oh, well, I'm on suspension. No, they're, they're going to respond. Uh, and these are the kinds of people that you want. These are those are the guys that you want there on the front line doing this stuff. So if they they do something like this and it's juvenile, okay. Well, you know, are we going to if if a kid did that in their high school yearbook, are we going to suspend them for for two weeks?
5: Yeah. This is a part of. This is one aspect of rough men, ready to do violence on my behalf, and mm-hmm. I I will gladly put up with this. I wore pink rabbit
6: ears <laughs> in my senior photo, and they didn't suspend me.
5: I can uh, see you. you in, know, all I can say rabbis.
1: is, you know, to, the, to, the, to the mayor up there, bless your heart.
5: <laughs> bless your heart. Hey, hey Bill was listening. But, hey, Bill, <laughs> you,
6: you got many Uber drivers on your in your department?
1: Well, every patrol officer is an Uber driver. We only go one place. That's uh, right. But, <laughs> but, but I'll take you where you
6: want to go as long as that's where you want to go. That's right. <laughs> you, you hear about the Iowa football player who uh, he got a little impaired.
1: Yeah, I, I called, when that came out, I called Mike on that. And uh, well, you know, it's, it's you know he's not far off.
6: <laughs> That's. Uh, you be safe.
1: Absolutely, and all my brothers and sisters, I'm blue, remember wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, check your sticks, Always go home at the end of your shift. Go to Arms Room Radio with uh, Earl and Kevin uh, coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. You guys, will see you right after the break.
2: Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast-to-coast with Mike and the Guys and the Caltech Studios.
6: Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Earl? Yes? We were talking about a uh, young Iowa football player. Uh-huh. And uh, Bill had to go save humanity. Yes. So we, uh, we called on our backup law enforcement officer um but hut, 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 him hut, again hut, oh man no, no that sounds like army training
3: guys thank you thank you for having me back again
6: even,
3: again. even
5: H- when he's on an away mission we can't get rid of him well you know what he didn't wear the red jersey <laughs> oh. so that's <laughs> right well i guess that's a good thing. <laughs> thanks <you laughs> we'll see him again yeah. then yeah because yeah. <laughs> he's not scottish no 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 no, that no would be no, me no. that would be me yes that's
3: so that, i say this this uber story this is I mean, I wonder how many times a day this happens. This has got to happen all over the country, I would think. Uh, you know, you, you get in the the drunk college kids walking out of the bars. You got your off duty police officers or your on duty police officers there in their car, and 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 tickets tickets a taxi. I, I that that that's got to be how this starts, right?
6: Well, that's what happened with him. He apparently, and, and Earl and I were were reminiscing about our dear friend Ron White and how <laughs> I wasn't drunk in public. I was, I was drunk, drunk in, in a bar. bar. They yeah. threw me into public arrest of them. Um, <laughs> he he tried to do what I think was the right thing. He just. Right. He failed. <laughs> it was just a failure. And he played for the wrong team. Well, that's right. We Earl and I was like, you know what? If you play for the University of Alabama or you play for Florida State and you get caught in Auburn or in Gainesville drunk. Yeah, you're going to jail. Yeah, you're going. You're There's going no to jail. Out of that. You're going to jail, and that's going to be a strip shirt you'll never forget. <laughs> that's you're oh, done. Yeah. You're, oh, the you're rubber done. Rubber glove treatment. Yeah. You're done.
3: No prostate cancer there, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh boy, yeah. So listen, yeah, this this guy, I guess he just goes out, opens the back door to the police car and gets in. <laughs> well, he,
6: he tried he to get the in alive. the front passenger seat, and there was somebody there already. Yeah. <laughs> So, so he goes okay well i can't get tries to get in the back seat and they said what are you doing i i want to ride home and and as as bill would point out i'll give you a ride but it's it not, only goes to one place yeah, it's, it's only gonna be home
5: well but you know home there, little there little.
6: are occasions where certain agencies will sell you you know hey, listen you can't drive you call us we will make sure you get home safely I never thought that was a sting operation. <laughs> right, right. But apparently it's uh oh you know, arrested you for public drunkenness. I, I I went from the bar to the back of the car. I wasn't in public for a minute. Um and well that was just too bad for you. Yeah. Uh but yeah, we don't like red shirt players for Iowa, so right. come with us. They suspended yeah. him for a game and he's gonna have to do some other steps. Mm. I'm thinking there's going to be 12. <laughs> I'm thinking think there's going to be 12. At and least he wasn't underage. And probably a few laps, too. Oh, yeah, but they like to run. <laughs> Running is fun. That's what Duco said. I'm not going to punish you by making you run. Running's good. Here's three gallons of strawberry ice cream. Please stand on one leg until you eat it all. If you throw up, please throw up in the bucket so you're going to finish eating it. Yeah. yeah. I would rather have run.
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah, those sergeant majors—they can be a pain in the butt. That's for sure.
5: Well, according to the breathalyzer result, it, as his level of intoxication, he probably wouldn't have minded that. He was point two oh four.
3: Yeah, so this you know, guy's a big guy. The limit. Yeah, he's two and a half times the limit. He's smart. At least he didn't try and drive home. He yeah. Just, uh, no, just wasn't he wasn't able to get his eyes open enough to see that. The, <laughs> wow, this, this Uber driver's wearing a funny costume. You know. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! I feel uh, bad for the listen, kid.
6: I think he tried to do the right thing. He just went about it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Listen, speaking of speaking of knuckleheads, can we talk about the the Portland uh, situation?
6: Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. Speaking of knuckleheads. Portland.
3: Yes, yeah, speaking of Portland. They, you remember we talked about I think we talked about this briefly, but in Portland now they've got they've got the I don't know what you call them, the anti people, the Antifas, the 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 the, the knuckleheads, the, the whack jobs whatever they are. They're protesting Ice. The immigration
6: they want the, the immigration people. services closed. Correct. No more immigration so officers. No more. No more border patrol. We need to abolish yeah. it.
3: For, yeah, yeah. First off, they're they're so upset that we're not letting Mexicans walk across the border that they stand outside the Portland office to to, to let their opinion be known.
6: Yeah, because you know why?
3: <laughs> why?
6: Because it's safe.
3: Yeah, it's not in the desert.
6: That's right. Yeah, <laughs> there are not a lot of giant rattlesnakes in Portland.
3: Right, right.
6: And it's oh, not—it's hot, but it ain't Mexican border hot.
3: Yeah, it's not hot. Yeah, exactly it's right. Like, it's that's not right. like, so,
6: you know, you call Phil and Carly and they'll tell you, no, people don't just stand around out here outside buildings and tents and go, yeah, we want to protest. No, that's 120 yeah, yeah. degrees in the shade. Not a good plan.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. You know what? Hundred and seventeen. It was there this week in in Phoenix. I talked to the, I talked to the guys there like I like I do every week. But but jumping back to, to Portland, I guess they're sitting outside and they're protesting. These are the uh, the anti's, the anti whatevers, and the ICE has taken up some uh, you know some uh, some psychological warfare tactics. That you know what
6: you play your radio loud. I don't get to blame the boom cars that are riding around near my office and say, oh, that's an act of terrorism. That's not uh, yeah. it's not the way it works. But they apparently have cranked up some really sweet tunes in the ice center.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the, uh, I don't remember the name of the song, I don't know if you do It's the one from, uh, they played in Walking Dead. Uh,
5: Easy, and, Street. Oh, boy, uh, Easy, Easy Street. It's Easy Street. Thank
3: you, thank you. Yeah. Easy Street there. They played, it, they played it in Walking Dead, and, and they've got the spotlights going. And, and these people, these Antipas, they they got the nerve. They're saying stuff like, uh, oh, it's not fair. Why, you guys shouldn't be doing this.
6: You it's psych
3: yeah, it's, what? You're here so we don't do our job, and then you're yelling at us because you want us to go do our jobs. It just uh, and and there's a whole camp there's what it's basically become. It's just disgusting and unsanitary, and uh, it looks like like downtown Seattle now.
6: <laughs> okay, let's not go crazy. Apparently, <laughs> they got really mad because at some period of time they were playing Metallica's Inner Sandman, and that was a threat. Because it says in that song, sleep with one eye open, and they're like, you're threatening us. You're, you're yeah. threatening us. No. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just if you sleep with one eye open, you're going to notice that the high beam lights on the outside of the building are yeah, on. Right. right. Yeah, you chose like to protest forward. here. It wasn't yeah. supposed to be comfortable. That's the whole idea of a protest is how you suffer for your convictions. That's what <laughs> you're, That's suffer. what a protest is supposed to be. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. You know what? They never call them stand-ins. Yeah. Everybody always wants to sit down and be a sit-in. Right. Sit on a concrete or marble floor for a couple of uh, days and see how comfortable that gets. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be uncomfortable. You, you change yourself to a flagpole at a nuclear reactor to protest. You never hear nuns complaining about how they were uncomfortable. No, they did it yeah. because they believe in their conviction. They suffered for what they believe in. No, no, no. We need you to provide us cots and air conditioning so that we don't have to be uncomfortable while we protest that you're not taking care of us.
3: Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. They're complaining about the conditions because they want to protest and the conditions are horrible. Um, you know, um, go home. You clean, clean up after yourself and leave. Uh, you know, like like you go said, home. like you just said, Kevin. Yeah, it's 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 about sacrifice and showing. But listen, people don't go on a hunger strike because they want to lose weight. You know. They, they go on the hunger strike because they're trying to show the suffering they're putting themselves through. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And they can't even protest right. You know?
6: Yeah, Gandhi didn't go, did you see how I looked in those slacks? I, just, yeah. I, just, I, got, a, I got a J-Lo booty going up on here. I got to get some weight off. I think I'll just not eat for a year. Yeah. No, that's not what he was doing. That wasn't the point. The point was suffer for your convictions to prove a point. Now they want to be comfortable. That's not what that's not what a stand in a sit in a protest is about. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. That's like uh exercise. Exercise is not supposed to feel good. If it, if you like it, you're not doing it right.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, these are uh these people need to go back and get some training. I don't know, maybe we can get them some training up there. We got a we got a, a bunch of good friends up there in the Pacific Northwest. We get them down there and, and teach them how to suffer for cor- correctly. Maybe maybe get some sort of a, uh, some sort of special class. We could we could teach them how to endorse psychological training by giving giving them uh, giving them more things than ICE can offer them.
5: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mike and Britt at Next Level Training can come up with something. Well, he's yeah, a lawyer. Exactly right. <laughs>
4: you're
5: right. <laughs> lawyers know how to torture people just by
6: talking to them. Yes, lawyers I know. can talk. And, I know. Yeah. Hey. Huh? Easy. What? Easy. What? What'd you, what? Wait. What'd you what? ask? What? what? Huh? What are you I, talking I
3: about? I would say, Kevin, I, I'd like to use your fire hose method, but I'm I'm afraid that would clean these people. That might be yeah. a, no, no, more no, than, no, that, no. More than we you be
6: never around. waterboard <laughs> greater than the gravity of the earth. I've told you that before. The Japanese learned that during World War II. If you use a garden hose, you're drowning. <laughs>
3: Folks, thanks for joining us today on the program. We'll see you back here next week. Until then, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly.
6: If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Get trained. Remember, keep your
5: head on a swivel.
7: The kel PMR 30.